Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles, Brian McElfresh, and Doug Gravely. What's up, man? How's it going, everybody? Um, here we are, DFS show, Saturday morning, as always, uh, getting you guys prepped and ready. We're going to look at the data and hopefully help set some lineups and win some money today. Uh, how are you doing today, Doug? Oh, you know, chilling like a villain on a Saturday. I'm a little, uh, you know, I'm a hater, I got to admit, okay? I'm just going to start it off with this. So I, I am a hater, and I am so happy to see Stanford came back from 29 points down last <laughs> night. Um, you don't have to hide it on the on here. That's fine. Oh, I'm um, not hiding it. I'm not afraid to admit it, and anybody that thinks I'm wrong can, can come at me, bro. Um, but I just, <clears throat> when, excuse me, <clears throat> losing my voice, maybe... Maybe God's not a hater and I've got to, he's taking my voice away. But anyways, um, you know, at some point you got to just go out there and play football and not be all about the show to me. So Stanford got the win, man. They came back and won. That was, that was wild. And what, that's what'd you one think thing. Of that catch on the back of Travis Hunter's helmet. Boy, he came and out overtime. with a healed liver or whatever and, and put up some big numbers. Um, well, they had that receiver for Stanford literally catch one on the back of Hunter's helmet in overtime, kind of like the old old school, what was that, New York Giants-Patriots uh, game. Not that intense, but it was just pinned oh, the ball yeah. against the helmet for an overtime touchdown, and I was like, okay. Yeah, I think a pro throw back uh from alabama but that'd be before your time you're way too young for all that whoa 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 <laughs> Listen, um pretty old buddy but it's fine. <laughs> uh yeah i just advanced a year last week so um last little bit you know it's a it's like a must win here for florida at south carolina obviously that's a personal highlight for me um if you consider South Carolina has future wins against Jacksonville State and Vanderbilt for South Carolina and Florida if you say they're both have four wins if you uh award those two to South Carolina in the future it's a uh, an uphill battle to make it to a bowl um so must win game mm-hmm. uh I will be on edge hardcore for that game we were supposed to be there sure. Uh, and it would have been intense, but hey, maybe another time as as life uh, works its way out. Anyways, we keep this show uh, fast paced, so I'm going to consider us behind schedule. You ready for news and notes? Let's get right to it. Here Do we it. go. News and notes around college football. All right, y'all. So. News and notes, we got quite a few of them, so I'm going to hit them pretty quick here. We got Cam Rising, quarterback for Utah. No update offered as the tale, the saga, the journey, the never-ending chapter continues. So we have no idea if that if this kid's even going to play this year. I don't know. <laughs> um, at this point, I consider him a loss for the year. Um, it's, it's kind of similar to like an Aaron Rodgers weekly is he going to come back or not kind of thing with the Packers yeah. when he was there. But it's it's every week. Will Rising play or not? So weird. Doubtful. Uh, sticking with Utah, uh, Jaquindon Jackson running back. Status is uncertain. Again, 
their coach is one of those coaches that doesn't like to say a thing. Yep. Um, Whittingham doesn't say anything, so no it's, worries. It's, it's it's what it is. So if I've got either one of these two on my roster, I'm probably sitting both. Yeah. Um, Corey Shader, running back, Missouri, expected to play. Got a little nicked up last week in the game, but um, kid's a beast, and he's going to play. He's having a great season. Um, some big ones. Emeka and Buka, receiver from Ohio State, did not travel with the team. So, um, out this week. Maybe a Carnell Tate kind of wide receiver today, or, you know, one of those other young kids. I mean, they still got Fleming and stuff, but um, I expect to see some of these young kids in the game today, like Tate and uh, I can't, uh, Ennis may, may make an appearance too. So, we'll see what happens over there. But I'm excited, man. Tate has had a couple of shots down the field. He's had some opportunities, hasn't really broke out yet. Uh, any game now, any game now. Riley Leonard, quarterback for Duke, game time decision today, which is surprising to me with the kid being on crutches less than two weeks ago. So, I know, I know. I saw um, he was doubtful, I think, on DraftKings, but interesting. Yeah. Isaiah Jacobs, running back for UAB, remains questionable. Um, he definitely came in and, you know, kind of took the realm after uh, – McBride left last year. He came in this year, and he's kind of done really, really well. But um, this will be his second game in a row he's out if he's out. So I tread water lightly with him. Luther Burden, receiver from Missouri. It seems like the Missouri players got a little banged up last week in that that battle they had. But um, Luther Burden, receiver for Missouri, probable to play. Brady Cook, quarterback for Missouri, also probable to play. So to have uh, Schrader... Cook and Burden all expected to play today. That's good news for them. Um, Antoine Wells, receiver for South Carolina. Here's Shane Beamer's comment, which I had to put on here because I like it so much. Could be back this week. Could be back later on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, guys, no. I, I have no idea what to tell you with that. This one. is why but, in our league, it's just I know Fantrax has that capability now to uh, have some subs for people that don't play, but we just list ours in our team like our league slack channel and that way you have your your named backups before kickoffs happen just in case you get something stupid like that because <laughs> what if there wasn't a, a quote by that coach you know right. then you would have no idea potentially i just love the quote i mean he's another coach he's another one of those coaches that doesn't really tell you anything but that quote was pretty yeah pretty funny. and wells is a freaking baller so if he plays that changes the game completely yep. there um and it would open up some uh, potential one-on-ones with one of the top receivers in the game right now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm going to butcher this first name, I think, but I'm going to go with Pal Kelly, quarterback from Ball State, expected to be the starter this week. So They're just trying everybody. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> the third quarterback in two weeks, so we'll see yeah. what happens there. I mean, it's affected that whole offense. Like, uh, Marquez Cooper was supposed to ball out this year. It hasn't happened yet, so uh, he's, Probably regretting he's, that uh, he's a fade for me right now. I'm not selling on him, but yeah. until they figure out the quarterback spot, he's hurt by that, and 100%. they're just behind in every game early on. So Cooper's sitting on the bench. Like I, I've, I'm favoring Trevor Etienne over him. I'm favoring Jason McClellan, a couple guys that have shown higher upside potentially, but Marquez Cooper is supposed to be uh, a dominant every week fantasy starter. Just hasn't, 
hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I feel bad for your Marquez Cooper, buddy. I'm pretty sure he's at this point saying, why the heck did I transfer? But well, <laughs> who knows? So, uh, Jaden Delora, quarterback, Arizona, a game-time decision again this week. But their offense doesn't seem to be hurting, you know, whether – No. You know, their, their backup quarterback is playing great. So, I, I mean, if I'm – Arizona's coach, I'm probably just going to sit him again until he's actually ready to go. Yeah. Um, Zachariah Branch, we told, we said he was uh, questionable this week. He was downgraded to doubtful as he hasn't had a full practice yet this week. So, Dang. Um, big news for a big game for them today. Yeah. Ken Seals, quarterback for Vandy, will now be the starter over A.J. Swan, even though A.J. Swan is listed as available. So... Vandy's trying to figure something out before this year's over, I think. Try to see what they got in play for next year, I believe. So, um, Jason Bean, quarterback for Kansas, expected to start to get start again. Daniel's still suffering that back injury. Um, DFS another quarterback, there. yeah, another quarterback that has stepped into the role nicely, honestly, since he's had to. So, um, Cody Epps, wide receiver BYU, hasn't played since week three. He's expected to play this week. So that could help out that BYU offense a little bit, having Epps back. And then your boy, Trevor Etienne, listed as ready to go. So he is ready to play this week, which is He's also a captain this week. Which is huge news for what you were talking about earlier in the sense of it's basically a must-win game for both teams. So you want to be in there fully healthy and ready ready to roll. Um, Lincoln Victor, wide receiver from Washington State, doubtful to play again. Uh, was killing it in fantasy, and now he's just kind of been out for, I think this will be the third week now. Yeah. Um, Corey Horton, wide receiver, Colorado State, wants to play apparently really bad. Um, but coach told him it's a game-time decision for him, so probably going to see how he is in warm-ups. Mm-hmm. Another big one, Johnny Wilson, receiver for Florida State, out today. Yep. Um, so we got a guy in our league that has both Johnny Wilson and Nick Buka. And that's a tough week for him. Some tough sliding there. <laughs> um, and then one that I've been watching real close, I have him on the team, and I've been looking up research and can't find anything. Harrison Whaley, running back for Wyoming. Saw so if you saw it, he hurt his knee in the at the end of the game last week, and there's no news yet. It appears to be a game time decision. I fully expect him not to play um, against yeah. the Air Force. So that stinks. But uh, that pretty much wraps up the news we got for now. Um, if throughout the show something else pops up on my phone or something, I will chime in and let you guys know. All right, awesome. So here we go. Let's move along. DFS Sleepers. We just talked about him, Jason Bean. I've got him uh, as a sleeper because he is the or was the backup going into the week. Um, he's $7,000, and that's uh, an offense where they move the ball quite a bit. So I like that value. Um, Max Johnson from Texas A&M. This one is a little tricky, honestly. He's only 6,500 starting quarterback, obviously, for A&M this week as they travel to Knoxville to play in Neyland. And uh, it'll be it'll be a, a tough game. Um, 
Tennessee isn't, you know, what a lot of people thought they would be going into the year. You kind of think, oh, maybe uh, maybe it'll be a shootout kind of game. I don't know that that's going to be the case, but I do like his value there to get a couple touchdowns um, at 6,500. He's not going to go off, likely. But um, I've also got Baren Morton, Texas Tech at 6,300. He had a good game last week. You know, he's starting to feel better within the offense. He was uh, a bit more efficient with the ball. And um, I think he had three touchdowns through the air last week. So at 6,300, that's a good value. And then I still like, you know, if, if, if Torrey Horton plays, Braden Fowler-Nicolosi from Colorado State at 6,300. Those are uh, some sleeper options there at quarterback. Um, Did you have any, any others? No, not for me. All right, we'll move along. We'll move along to running back where we've got – Caleb Johnson, who like, and this is where you can get some value as guys are getting healthy and maybe whatever it is in the rankings for uh, DraftKings are a little bit behind. So he started to get a bunch of touches. He's the lead running back. They are playing Wisconsin this week, um, but he's 5,500. I like that a lot. You you know, if you figure he's going to get 18 plus touches, um, you expect him to get a touchdown and at 5,500, you know, with some good upside, if he is able to break one, that's great. Um, another one, Illinois going into the season, you know, after they lost Chase Brown to the NFL, um, you wanted to see who's the next man up and the coaching staff, et cetera, said it's going to be by committee and it truly was by committee. Well, that committee is hurt. So Caden Fegan is next in line, freshman, 6'3", 250. He's at $4,500, and I like him getting his first start, and uh, we'll see how that goes. And then I've got, lastly here, Jarquez Hunter at 5,500. Also, Auburn, um, you know, they've got, a, they've got a lean on him, I think, this week, and uh, we'll see how he does. It's going to be a, a tough game. There's a game script where Auburn gets behind and, and can't keep up. But um, Hunter, if Auburn's able to keep it going and stuff at home, Hunter uh, will be a key key part of that. And then at receiver. All right, we've got Eric All from Iowa. Amir, $4,300. Um, so I like him. He's the primary target there. Tez Walker jumped up from 3,000 to 5,900, but I still think that's a good deal. You know, they've had a whole week to game plan around him and uh, take some shots and get him the ball. I like him there. Um, You talked about injuries at receiver. Well, one of the guys that stepped up at Washington State with those injuries is Kyle Williams. Consistent, Mm -hmm. only priced at 5,600. Another place where... There's some injuries, but Tet McMillan already a starter. But, uh, you know, him alongside Cowing um, are a great one-two punch, obviously. But he's at the better value at 6,200 there. And then, weirdly, like Torrey Horton, number one receiver fantasy points per game so far this year. He's only at 5,800. He's a game-time decision, so you got to watch on him. But, uh, obviously, if he's going to play... Love, love, love. That value is ridiculous. Um, he's in the super late night, though, so it's not like you can put him in a ton of 
uh, lineups, but shoot, anywhere you can put in Horton at 5,800 is a huge win. Um, I'll quickly go over, let's share the screen and go over some of the um, high probability position groups. Obviously, Penn State is not going to be on there because they're playing against UMass. Got Georgia against Vanderbilt. You know, Vanderbilt's bad at everything, so Georgia will be able to do whatever they want. Um, and this is going to get kind of critical as you get into some of these decisions. You know, like uh, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, you're used to them just taking off. Well, what if uh, what if Auburn is able to, to do some things? They're 33rd against the past in the country. What if they're able to kind of force them to – to run it, force them out of their game plan, which nobody's really been able to do that well this year. LSU has had their way, one of the most consistent passing offenses in the country. But what if, what if, if that game was at Auburn, I'd have, uh, we our rankings would look a bit different. But, you know, LSU is still supposed to put up 39 points. Um, <clears throat> Florida State against Syracuse. Syracuse has been pretty decent against the run. Not so much against the past. Johnny Wilson is out. So will Keon Coleman get going again? Uh, I also expect um, – I did have a sleeper re, you know, receiver in DFS. Um, yeah. And I look for – Bell for FSU at 4,100 could be a good option. Oh, I like it. Yep. Um, Ohio State – and those are so key. When you can find a cheapo – that you can put in there and then you can add some of those high dollar guys. It's, it's great. Um, and we find more and more of those in the beginning of the year. Don't get them as much as you did like last week with uh, Tez Walker. And if he, if he were to score a touchdown, that would have been obviously massive. I think he mm-hmm. put up whatever 50 yards or something like that. Um, Ohio state of Purdue. We talk about Egbuka being out. Um, Marvin Harrison's always week in week out the most expensive receiver, but outside of him. Yeah. You could put in a Carnell Tate and hope he gets a touchdown and he can be really cheap. And those are guys that if you hit on you higher probability of, uh, winning some money in DraftKings. in that, in that game too. Another one is also a tight end. That's been getting more looks and could get more is Stover. Yeah. He's been getting more looks recently and just could be another, just could be a week where he gets even more. So that's a good point there. Um, you know, Boise state, Colorado state expected to be pretty high scoring. And, uh, we've got all of those shootouts this week though. We've got, um, yeah, North Texas temple. Uh, that's one that was a little bit surprising to me. I haven't seen a ton of either of those two games, but North Texas is supposed to have their way putting up 40-ish points. That's uh, pretty wild in a high, the highest over-under matchup of the week. Um, Washington State, we love them. Obviously, we've talked about them uh, <clears throat> with uh, the injury at receiver. And other guys that are going to step up there, it's it's going to be a great, great potential matchup there to get wide receiver three. Like we talked about Kyle Williams as a sleeper. Um, those are those ones where if they hit and hit well, 
uh, it'll win you some money. And then some of the other stuff, like I think a lot of people will be surprised that USC is only projected to score 30. Uh, they're going all the way to South Bend. We're going to see how they handle the traveling on the road and uh, a better defense. Um, Notre Dame will be happy after being on the road a couple weeks and, and having a, a tough, tough loss there last week to Louisville. But back at home, I think they'll look like a different team. And uh, that did surprise me, seeing Notre Dame as the two-and-a-half-point fave this week. Um, any other standouts here, Doug, as we move along to the stardom sit so uh, Not really standouts, but you know me, man. I'm looking forward to that Washington-Oregon game. I think it's – that one's to me, has – Whoever wins this game is going to the playoff to me, I think. So um, we'll see. Like, Oregon's got a tough rest of the month, too. Um, we'll I just see. think Oregon's put together um, to win this game as far as their defense is concerned, but we'll see how this goes. All right. Actually, we do have the stack of the week. Here. Stack of the week. Stack of the week for me, man, is was super easy this week. Um, Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, 6,300 to Torrey Horton, 5,800, the Colorado State duo. Um, Horton's one of the best in, in football right now. And at 5,800, I think that's a stupid value. Um, put him in every lineup. But then also, you're going to have to stay up late potentially because he's a game-time decision in the – in the super late matchups there, but love that one. Um, don't know if you could do better than that, especially given the the prices there. Um, you have a favorite this week? Oh man, not really. Um, the quarterbacks are getting, you know, where I expect them to be. You know, your top receivers are getting where I expect them to be. Um, so as far as a big stack for me, I'm, I would probably – Roll with yours because I don't really have one. Yeah, I try and keep it uh, lower value on stack of, or lower cost on stack of the week, not value. Um, but anyways, we can uh, move along to our host battle and then end with the stardom sitems before we DFS host battle. So our DFS host battle, we posted. It's on the site. It's on the DFS post. So you'll see the the battle where Doug, Matt, and I uh, gamble against each other. Um, so you can see that lineup on there. I'll go over a couple that I have, um, and you can tell me if you like, don't like, whatever. I'll start with the late night because we were just talking about it. So there's only two games in the late night uh, post this week. So I've got... Fowler Nicolosi, like I already discussed, I've got uh, at running back Genty at eight thousand. I think you got to have him in the lineup, uh, given there's not really any other dominant running backs in there. Um, so if you don't have him, good luck. Christian from San Diego State at fifty four hundred, Pofele Ashlock at sixty two hundred, Holker and Horton. Um, both for Colorado State there. And then for a cheaper one, come on, Stefan Cobbs, do something. He's averaging nine <laughs> fantasy points a game. Colorado State is 297th 
against the pass. Yikes. And then I got Shager there um, for Hawaii. Playing at home, they're always a tough home opponent because when you travel all the way to Hawaii, it's just it's just different. So at home, Hawaii is a different team, and hopefully Shager can get a few touchdowns for his cheap uh, 7,500 match. And then um, – Last one, I'll go over my my night battle since you guys can log on and see the other ones. But I've got Morton at Texas Tech, 6,300. Um, Taj Brooks, also Texas Tech, also 6,300. And then Jarquez Hunter, one of our sleepers this week. I've got Ted McMillan, who we've talked about, Tez Walker and Kyle Williams, all lower cost, uh, high value potential there. Obviously, Kyle Williams filling in nicely and consistently uh, for the injured players ahead of him. And then in the flex, I've got Brennan Rice, who's on a hot streak. Um, so I'm going to try and ride that hot streak, even though they're traveling to Notre Dame. And then Audric Estime in super flex at 7,900. You know, Notre Dame's obviously, I think, hoping for, for a game script where Estime is able to go for 150 plus on the ground and they're able to keep that USC offense off the field. But I think Notre Dame also thinks they're going to be able to pass too, like on that defense. So mm-hmm. we'll see. That's just going to be a really interesting one to watch and see how the coaches kind of scheme that one up. Um, all right. All right. Let's uh, jump over to Stardom Sidem, Doug, and then we'll wrap it up. Start a more sit All right. So first question, and we missed one of these players because we didn't get to this question last night. Um, but Rebel Nut asked, Milrow, Nick, Sanders, or Travis this week? Um, obviously, Sanders had a good game. Five touchdowns, one pick last night. Um, our bad on missing that one. If you started him, um, <laughs> good on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I honestly probably still would have picked Knicks in this, in this matchup. Um, so, without knowing how Sanders would have performed last night, I would have picked Knicks, and I probably still would roll with Knicks. Today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if I could retroactively put Sanders in, of course I would. He had a heck of a game. I yeah. think 400 yards, five touchdowns. It's going to be hard for anyone to beat that. Um, and Stanford's defense is terrible. It went into a couple overtimes, and uh, it's everything that you would want out of a fantasy quarterback. Shador Sanders had a great, great mm-hmm. game last night. But we do have Knicks a couple spots ahead because Washington's going to sling it around, right? They're not going to come out and try and ground and pound, I don't think, with Dylan Johnson. So um, Bo Nix is going to have a ton of opportunities. Washington's defense is 93rd against the pass so far. Um, Yeah, I love Bo Nix as a start this week. Um, It's certainly a tougher game. I think Washington's defense is obviously going to be better than Colorado or Stanford. Uh, was last night, but um, yeah, I like Knicks a lot. Cool, cool. And then we got Brandon Lang asked Golden versus West Virginia, Banks versus Virginia Tech, or Conception versus Duke. 
Conception's coming along, man. That guy is getting a little bit of Devi hype too, and he's he's taken over as the primary target there at at NC State. The problem with that sentence is uh, NC State is in there, and they're having some and they're uh, playing Duke. They're having some struggles at quarterback, you know, so far. But Conception's been good either way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've they've had a quarterback change from Brennan Armstrong and. Uh, Conception's the primary target. You got to love that. And then let's see, who are the other ones? Sorry. Uh, Banks versus Virginia Tech. And Golden versus West Virginia. Banks versus Tech. Oh, this one's a tough one. Um, Let me, what is that line there? I'm, I'm pulling up a different... Uh, sheet that we have here. So Banks is averaging 13 a game right now. Um, man, I might. I'm oof. That one's tough. Do you have a lean on that one? What's that? Do you have a lean on that one? Who I'd rather play in yeah, that game? Banks, Conception, and what was the third one? Oh, well, here's the issue. Houston already played. Oh, okay. thought they did. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you didn't put in Golden because he hurt his groin. I do remember that. Oh, classic so groin injury. Hopefully you didn't play uh, Holden. So <laughs> if you did, again, I apologize. Guys, it's... Just a heads up, it's hard for us to get to these questions on Friday night. Well, it's I'll for everybody, to too. And the questions yeah. are for everybody. So it's the, the community that we're trying to build will we'll be able to collab and talk about trades and all that stuff in there. And it'll be not just us, but everyone. And then as soon as we can get to them, of course we will. But um, oh, that one's so tough. I'm probably going to roll with banks ever so slightly but i would say if you've got like a gut feel banks or conception i'd roll with your gut there that's a really even and tough uh scenario there i'd I'd roll banks but i wouldn't bet a dollar on it unless you want me to and then i'll bet a dollar and i'll venmo you a dollar if i'm wrong (laughs) um oh man goodness (laughs) all right Let's get into these other questions real quick, and then we got a couple that are popping up on. Uh, yeah, on our, resell on our it right here. there. How about so, the choke uh, from Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, I love the joke. To be honest with you, Rick, I'm just you know. <laughs> yeah, show. I'm I'm all about it. Like, hey, listen, if they score points, they score points, whatever. But if there's a big L next to their record, I'm down. So, um, oh, here we go. Real quick, Oaktown shout out. The uh, the baller here. The baller in the, in the open. <laughs> in the open league. He is killing me, you, and everyone else right now. It's um, Somebody has to get beat up on, and I'd rather <laughs> it be us than anybody else. <laughs> yeah. So. Isaiah and Ponce or Jaden Ott. Hmm. Man, that's, man, that's a good running back problem to have, Oaktown. And. I see now why you're so consistently beating everybody. Because this is a great problem to have. Yeah, let's break this one down, though. And uh, 
Let's break it down. Um, if you want to take a couple while I pull this up, that'd be great. So, All right. so he's pulling that up. We've got L. Kwando. And if that's not how you say it, dude, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. So, 0.5 PPR league need one flex from Nick Singleton, Taj Brooks, or Gage Larvadane. I have not heard any update on Larvadane, so I'm yeah. staying away. Staying we don't know away. if he's going to play. And you got Nick Singleton, Taj Brooks. Let me look up who these guys are playing. Um, well, you Singleton's should know who playing against play. UMass. And Taj Brooks is also a really good start. You know, he's been getting, especially with that quarterback switch to Morton, he's been getting, you know, 19-ish plus carries a game. Um, but so, Singleton against UMass? <laughs> in terms of touches, Ooh. you know, I think Brooks is going to get more than yeah. Singleton. And Singleton might only play uh, maybe – three quarters tops um and they're gonna spread it around a ton just a just a i mean looking at fan tracks dude i'm going i'm rolling with oh man it's tough so taj, <laughs> whew, taj brooks you were talking about it september 16th 19 carries 158 september 23rd 25 carries 149 Singleton's the 30th, not get that 22 carries, 106, and two touchdowns. And last week, 31 carries, 170 yards, and a touchdown. So here's my only, only concern about this is he's playing Kansas State, who has a pretty good run defense. Um, yeah. Will he still get his touches? Apparently, obviously, 100%, yes. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, if he only averages three yards of carry and still puts two or three in the end zone, who cares how many yards of carry he averages today? So right. um, I would probably, in that case, roll with Brooks for sure today uh, because Brian is – he makes a lot of sense when he says that I we expect Penn State to put UMass um, kind of in their coffin by halftime. So um, we'll see what happens there. But I would roll with – with Taj Brooks. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm going same with Oaktown scenario, you know, Jay Knott's coming back from an injury. Um but he's probable. Uh it's a tough matchup for Cal, you know, they're playing at Utah, really tough place to play and Utah's defense is absolutely legit, but if I had to pick one of those, I'm going to go with the touches. You know, Ott has less touchdowns this year, uh 5 to 7. But he gets more touches, and uh, I'd roll with that in this game. You know, always go with uh, who's going to get the ball a little bit more, and if it's going to be Ott, I'll roll with him. I agree. I like Ott anyways. Um, and then we got one more. Here, from- uh, I'll reseller Rick real quick. He says he stayed up till 2 a.m. Did you stay up and then catch all of that game last night? I, I, so I honestly was so, you know, bummed that they were winning 29 to nothing that I turned it off. And then I get this <laughs> notification on my phone at like two fifteen, and it was like 29 point comeback, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? And then I looked and I'm like, yes. And I was excited and couldn't fall back to sleep for like an hour. So Rick, you and I could have chatted last night, but um, I wish I would have stayed up or maybe they came back and won because I went to bed. Who knows? But we should do it like a super high stakes 
like this, hang at, out watching one of these games. And yeah, at this point, it. Rick, like, and I've said it before, and I think it might be something I do next year is I might buy a team shirt for everybody that plays against Colorado. Well, just you are such a week. hater. <laughs> um, I'm rooting like for I Colorado. Said, until they show me that they're more about football than they're about, hey, look at me then uh, I'll start rooting for them. But uh, I, like I, like teams, I like teams that quietly go out there, do their job, and call it a day. Yeah. Well, overall, I think they're good for college football. Anyways, well, let's get back to the, back right. to the stardom sit How many yeah, more I, do we I have could, here? I could beat up Colorado all day, so we'll, we'll move on. But uh, I got two more, and then we got one more in the in the chat here. So Boom. El Quando, again, uh, non-PPR standard league. Wide receiver Jalen Polk. Wide receiver Eric McAllister, wide receiver Joey Holbert, or wide receiver Tory Horton. I, um, man, that's tough. That's another I'm always good problem this to is have. easy for me. I'm always starting Horton if he's gonna play. Yeah, but it's tough when he's but hurt. he's hurt, it's and he's the last decision, game of the he's night. The last game of the yes. <laughs> so why would you, in my honest opinion, so, why would you chance that? It no, I agree. Like if he was healthy, it's easy. Boom. Horton. Right, but because he's not, because he's the late game, because Polk will have already played all this stuff, other stuff. Um, I'm probably gonna roll with McAllister in this game. They've got a shootout, just like Polk has a shootout. It's one of our featured shootouts of the week. I was league. gonna say it's between those two guys for me, yeah. because they're both supposed to have shootouts tonight. Um, it's just at Washington with Polk, they're gonna throw to whoever gets open there. And Oregon's got two really good corners. So maybe Polk's the guy. I don't know, but. Um, Could be. Yeah. I mean, those two are good. They're, they're all good starts in there. I would love this problem. Why can't I have these four receivers on my team? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to roll with McAllister, I think. Just because. And, and I'm just going to say it. I think Oregon's defense is going to surprise people today. So All right, I'm going to give you this one. Uh, reseller Rick up on the screen there on defense. Louisville versus Pitt, Utah versus Cal, or Maryland against Illinois. Oh, my gosh. Why? Why do you give this to me? So um, let's look at the obvious. Pitt. I don't think has that great of an offense. Cal still has some identity issues at quarterback in Illinois <laughs> could be rolling with their third string running back today. And we don't know what to expect. Um, it, on a whim, I would probably take Louisville's defense today um, at first pit simply because I like what Louisville is doing in general right now. Um, they have a lot to play for, and I think I'm rolling with Louisville. Yeah, Pate put them on upset alert. This is one of those things. You have the emotional win against Notre Dame, and now you play Pitt. It's a critical game for them. They do need to bring their A game, but it's hard to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, after you win a game like that, it's like you, you, you got to get back down to reality a little bit. Utah's at home. They are struggling to move the ball. So their offense is the only thing that concerns me about their defense in that game. Right. That's why I was with, with Utah's offense. It's their defense on the field a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
tough one there. I, I would probably lean. I'd probably lean Utah. Uh, barely. That's who I'd go with. Doug picks Louisville, and we'll see who reseller Rick goes with. And then if we're wrong, uh, we'll then. So reseller Rick, that means you should go with Maryland, and then whoever's right, we can all just laugh at each other. So. <laughs> Ask me for my Venmo if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, we got one more little question here. Not really a start sit question, but it is a good question, um, especially with what's going on in Houston right now. Would you guys drop Golden? or Banks for Hobart, Dynasty League, non-PPR? So, Hobart, Joey Hobart, junior wide receiver for Texas State. Um, Good year last year, 89 catches, 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. Um, He's only got four touchdowns on the season, but his, you know, average yards per catch is still high. He's getting a ton of targets. He's 38 catches, 502 yards, and four touchdowns with a really slow start to begin the year at one catch for six yards against UTSA. Um, Then Texas State puts up 77 points in week two, but he still only gets four catches for 43 yards. But however, the next three weeks, Hobart's gone nine for 90 and a touchdown, 10 for 126 and a touchdown, eight for 132 and a touchdown. And we would not be shocked if he continued on uh this really good streak here so uh, it is a dynasty league question it's a dynasty league question so um golden's been tough hasn't crossed 100 yards yet this year but it's a better offense than wake's offense um in my opinion i like banks is it their quarterback is not good uh they put up whatever 41 thursday night 41 39 a tough shootout there and i think they're starting to pick it up um if you're if you're projecting for the rest of the year i think golden has a higher upside um it's it's sure as heck been disappointing so far i can guarantee that um and banks is good that one is a tough one um so there we go. So, Reseller Rick and yeah. I are rolling together with Utah. Um, so, Doug, I'll give you a dollar if you were right on behalf of I'm, uh, I'm normally Rick. right, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, so I, I would drop yeah, – it's tough, all right? I, I'm projecting a bit there. I would drop Banks to, to grab Hobart there. I think that's uh, an easy win for a college dynasty. Uh, either way, you're getting like a bona fide guy that's played a, a lot. It's not like he's just got three good games in a row. He had a, he has a great season last year. Pick up Hobart and and drop one of those two. I'd lean Banks. Looks like Doug would lean. I would probably drop Golden. Banks. Um, okay. Just looking at, you know, so Donovan Smith started out really, really bad. Really bad. They're starting um, to pick it up, though. Last two weeks, he's got eight touchdown passes and no picks. And – over 500 yards. Rat poison is rat poison, and the media is um, always going to create it. Rat poison. So, um, and his completion percentage has gone up over 70% uh, the last two weeks. So, you know, maybe they did find something. Um, and he threw four touchdown passes, and they got demolished by uh, Texas Tech. So, yeah. Um, it. Yeah. I, and Golden, to me, 
has the most upside out of all three of those guys. So I don't, yeah. I don't think Golden is a guy that I drop ever. So yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate all the questions. All oh, it's always fun, and I hope you guys have an awesome Saturday. And um, let's get some wins, and uh, we'll and talk to you weather. guys. Wins and cooler weather. That's right. That's coming for us in Florida, at least. Uh, it's nice everywhere else. Y'all have a great weekend. And uh, we'll catch you guys later. Thank you for listening to the CFB Dynasty Podcast. Help us out by subscribing on YouTube and reviewing us on your podcast network.